Hello and welcome to Wisdom and Productivity, the podcast of Dr. Efraim Martinez. I am a principal in search of wisdom and I have found productivity to be a great tool for success. Today's episode title is Applying Principles to Leadership. Win Every Argument by Mehdi Hassan. Today we'll be discussing the lessons learned in the book, Win Every Argument by Mehdi Hassan, and how school leaders can apply its principles to support the improvement of their schools. To start off, let's briefly introduce the book, Win Every Argument. This book is a comprehensive guide to the art of persuasion and argumentation. Hassan explores various techniques and strategies for effectively making your case and convincing others of your point of view. He argues that we need to get better at arguing, not because we want to win all the time, but because we want to find the truth and make better decisions. Now, let's take a dive into some of the key lessons from the book that the school leaders can apply to their roles. Number one, know your audience. One of the fundamental principles highlighted by Hassan is the importance of understanding your audience. In the context of education, This means school leaders should know their staff, their students, parents, community, and administrators. By understanding their needs, concerns, aspirations, leaders can better communicate and make decisions that resonate with their community. So let me give you an example. When a principal is leading a school, they are in charge of the staff that they are leading. It is so important that you take the time to get to know people, know where they're coming from, what are their stories, what is that they value. You need to sincerely care for your staff. Today I was reading in a book of Mike Byer and Nayeli that Mike Fullen says, that of all his lessons, the number one most important one was that you need to sincerely love the staff that you lead. When you know your staff, you know how to accommodate and get to their level to ensure that you get the best out of every situation. You need to know about your students, where they're from, what is that they want, what are their parents thinking. You need to know about your parents. What is their, their interest? What is their socioeconomic status? What are they leaning to? What is that they want? When you are fully aware of uh, the spectrum of where everybody's coming from, you are better able to position yourself in a way that you can communicate to people, get to their level, be able to empathize with them, and Ensure that you can win an argument, not for the sake of winning, but to obtaining what is the best for the students and your school. Number two, building a strong case. 
Another critical lesson from Win Every Argument is the concept of building a strong case. Do your research. Make sure you have the facts on your side. Don't make claims that you can support with evidence. School leaders can apply this by gathering data, evidence, and anecdotes to support their initiatives. When proposing changes or improvements in a school, having a well-researched and compelling case can make a significant difference in gaining support and buy-in from your stakeholders. So let me give you an example that usually happens very frequently. Sometimes students do silly stuff and they uh, misbehave or do stuff that usually they wouldn't do at home. So when we it's time to call home and call mom, call dad, and say that little Johnny did una travesura, that they did something inappropriate, sometimes parents can be very the defensive and they might say, no, my kid will never do something like this. Or the kid goes home and tells this like crazy story of what may have occurred in the classroom. And the parent comes up in arms and saying to the teacher, you are bad. You did this to my child. But when you have your evidence in place, you can calmly say something like, I understand where you're coming from. I see that you're feeling very offended. If you give me an opportunity, I will share with you the evidence that I have to present my argument. And then, for example, you can create, you can share a log that you have of the discipline issues the students have had during the year. So you can show with evidence, time, date, location, consistency, the actions that the students have made. In that moment, the parent for sure will be like, oh, wow, I didn't realize my kid was doing stuff like that. What can I do to support him or her? So this parent is probably going to be disarmed because you have all this evidence to show what your position is, and you can put away every doubt that you are acting against them. Another example is that sometimes you might lead with an abusive supervisor. That has happened to me a few times. And a few times I have fallen because they have caught me off guard. But there was this one time when I had a supervisor that was quite rude. And I noticed that the supervisor would call me and tell me instructions, will text me and text me something else, will come in person and tell me something else, and then they will email and they will say something else. So it occurred to me that I needed to start collecting the evidence of what was occurring just in case. And guess what? At some point, the supervisor truly wanted to harm my career. And the supervisor presented some allegations that were completely false. So I made a complaint and I went to the highest authority and I was able to present my evidence 
and case, guess what? Case closed. All charges were dropped because I was able to prove that this supervisor was having a pattern of abusive behavior towards me. It is very unfortunate that this happens in the world of education, but it happens in all industries. So I truly believe that when you do good things, good things happen, but please be aware that when you document things, both quantitative and qualitative data, it can support you along the way. Next principle, effective communication. Effective communication is, the, is in the, at the heart of winning arguments. And this applies to school leadership as well. Mehdi Hassan emphasizes the importance of clarity and simplicity in your message. School leaders should be able to explain their vision, goals, and strategies in a way that is easy for everyone to understand from teachers to parents and students. Let me give you a couple of examples. At a school, you need to ensure that you have a clear and concise message with the students. Because when the students have a guide, they will follow your lead. But when there's no guide, everything is open to interpretation. So at my school, with the collaboration of the faculty and staff, we came up with several principles for students to follow. And because we're the panther, that the panther roars, we use the principles of roar. And roar stands for being responsible, being organized, being accountable, and being reflective. These four life principles will serve students for the rest of their lives. But when, you're, when you have effective communication, then everything that you are teaching the students can be centered, centered around these principles. And therefore, you have an organized school, and an organized school is the, the product of a good culture. Because remember, when you have also a motto, someone, something that people can be guided by, then people align in, in the principles of the school. So at this school, we have the principle of when you do good things, good things happen. And this can apply for everything in life. If I build, if I lift weights, I gain muscle. If I eat healthy, I have a healthy life. If I treat my partner with love and care, I'm gonna be treated with love and care. And the opposite is true too. When we don't do things that are good, we are not going to get good results. So once again, when you have a clear and concise communication that is effective, then you have everybody following the guidelines, following the principles, and you get the results that you look for. And finally, active listening. Active listening is a skill highlighted in the book that school leaders should prioritize. By genuinely listening to the concerns and feedback of their staff, students, and parents, leaders can build trust and demonstrate that they value the input of their community. This, in turn, 
can lead to more productive and collaborative decision making. So the example that comes to mind is in the show Ted Lasso in the first season, when Ted was getting all the feedback from everybody, one of the things that he listened, uh, there was a biggest complaint, is that the showers were not working. So one of the main characters that is always so upset and so pissed, uh, suddenly one day he goes to take a shower and the water comes flowing like it's a brand new shower. And he says, damn it, he fixed the shower, right? So no matter how upset this character was or this teacher is at you or this parent, they cannot help to be grateful when they have felt that you have listened to them. And this goes a long way. Let me give you another example. Um, sometimes you have the opportunity to rent the school building to outside organizations. And this can be good, but sometimes it can be bad. As part of my listening uh, tour, I listen to my staff saying, please don't rent the building to such and such an organization because they do X, Y, and Z. And no matter how many times we have told them, they have ignored them. They have ignored our, our, um, our rejections. They have ignored our complaints. And they still, they still do this problem. And we have to deal with the results while at the same time trying to meet the needs of students. So I listened to that, and that was a quick gain for the school because I was able to stop that immediately. And then guess what? People started realizing, wow, he did listen to us. He empathetically listened to us and did modifications based on feedback. People value that, and people start respecting you because you have respected them. And finally, the final principle, handling opposition. In any leadership role, the, there will be opposition and resistance to change. Hassan's book provides strategies for handling opposition gracefully. By actively listening, providing evidence, addressing specific concerns, fostering open dialogue, highlighting benefits, seeking compromise, and following up, you can handle opposition in a way that not only addresses concerns, but also builds trust and support for your leadership decisions within the school community. So when I was in principal in Chicago, sometimes I had meetings, uh, what I call discipline meetings with employees, and I would meet with representatives of the union before the meeting with the teachers. And in those meetings, the union person will tell me, listen, I appreciate you. You're a great leader, but I have to protect this person. So get ready. I'm going to pull my gloves and I'm going to swing at you. So it reminded me of uh, wrestling. When I was a kid, I used to watch WWF, eventually WWE, with my father. And... I will see all these people talking smack about each other. I'm going to get in the ring. I'm going to. But as I grew older and learned more about what really happened behind the scenes is that all these people were friends and they would go 
and have dinner together and go to parties and all that kind of stuff. So what is that we can learn from this is that you can be on opposite sides of the of the of the opponent, but you don't have to be their enemy. You can still be friends and win their influence and win their friendship because you can listen, you can compromise, you can understand, you can apologize when you had done something wrong. And you certainly, like Lincoln said, can catch more bees with honey. If you bat, throw a bat at the, at the at panal de abejas, all those bees are going to come at you. But if you have honey, you can catch many of them. Let's take a quick pause to celebrate the Teach Better community. This podcast is a proud member of the Teach Better Podcast Network. Better today, better tomorrow, and the podcast to get you there. Explore more podcasts at www.teachbetterpodcastnetwork.com. Now let's get back to the episode. As we wrap up the episode, in the, it's clear that the lesson from Win Every Argument by Mehdi Hassan have direct applications in the world of education and school leadership. By understanding your audience, building strong cases, communicating effectively, actively listening, and handling opposition, school leaders can create a more positive and productive environment for their schools. Thank you for joining this episode of Wisdom and Productivity. We hope you found these insights from Meredith Hassan's book valuable and applicable to your role as a school leader. Please keep in mind, effective communication and persuasion are essential tools for success in education and beyond. Until next time, please remember, when you do good things, good things happen. Thank you for listening to Wisdom and Productivity, the podcast of Dr. Eparim Martinez. Chulu. And Ella's Dot Production. Chulu out. <laughs>